0: The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow.
1: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the
0: Repurpose Network,
1: where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do... Talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church technology and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson, and welcome to episode number 114. Got a real special show in line for you today. First of all, I want to thank our new listeners. Now, I was was checking it. I was checking the stats. And I saw that we had downloads from Slovakia, from China, from India, and from another new country. I saw, I believe it's Nigeria. So... All of those listening in those faraway countries, we appreciate your love and support. Um, continue to share, like, subscribe, review. I think that's a good that's a, that's a nice problem. Like, subscribe, review, and I'm looking forward to uh, sharing more and more podcasts with you. But today we have a very important one. I think they're all important, but um, we're we're going to talk about starting a starting a replant. After COVID, okay, I'm going to say that again. Starting a re, starting to replant your church after COVID. What does that mean? That means during COVID, you had issues and you you had to close down. Now I have a great guest who can speak to this in a very formative way, and um, it's going to be chock full of inf- excuse me, chock full of information. I want to make sure that you guys give a rousing applause to my brother, Corey Washington, the pastor of Shift Forward. Welcome to
0: the show. Amen. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be with you.
1: You know, you sound very um, ministerial.
0: You sound, <laughs> yeah, I'm like you yo, kid. You,
1: you, you dropped your chin when you said that.
0: Yeah, oh. <laughs> God bless. God,
1: bl- God bless your heart. God bless your heart.
0: God bless your Reverend.
1: God bless your Reverend, Doctor Reverend. <laughs> right, yo, kid.
0: What's poppin', man? <laughs> Pleasure to be with you.
1: Hey, man. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you aboard, and we talk often. Yeah. And um, it's it's a lot to get into when you talk about planting a church losing a church yes in the process of replanting a church yes and that is first of all ministry is not easy absolutely and losing is not easy absolutely and but it's all part of a journey for the greater good of us individually and as the people that we're called to minister to. Yes. So before we get into the, next, the, the nuts and the bolts and the seriousness of this conversation as we weave through this, because COVID was like a two-year process, now like a three-year process pretty much, um, let's get into something that we call okay, class is time. Sunday time schools school. Now. I am the man on the mic. I have I have the mic. I have the gavel. I got the I got the robe on. <laughs> I got the robe on. I got on my satin slippers. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm all ready to go. And I have my I have I got my I got my three topics. So you, you have to pick one of them. All right. All right. First topic is no Kool Aid. Yeah.
0: No Kool Aid.
1: No Kool Aid. Second topic is, it's testimony time. testimony time. It's testimony time. It's testimony time. And the last one is, I'm an original. Uh, I'm an original. Huh? I'm an original. I'm an original,
0: okay? Yes. What say you, sir? Uh, I'm an original testimony time. Uh, Let's let's do uh, uh it's testimony time. Let's, let's.
1: Testimony Testimony time for three thirty-three dollars 99 $33.99. <laughs> $399. All right, so we're gonna do it like this. It was very early in my life. Uh-oh. I was a wee lad in my mother's Pentecostal church. Uh-oh. When they had um testimony service. Those of you who know what testimony service is, (laughs) you you already know where I'm going. Now, testimony time, those of you who know Modern church don't know what testimony is now. Testimony service is part of the service. They introduce the service, right? They yep. start the service, and then, and you know, they may have a, someone come up and pray. The deacon come up and pray on one knee, and yep. and the Lord said, "They don't know nothing about and that." I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then the deacon pray. That's an hour, and then and then the choir march in, and that's a that's thirty minutes. Another thirty minutes, and then after that, everybody get all set up. And ready to go. You think the words gonna come forth? You think the first thing is gonna come forth? No. And no, It's testimony time. Testimony time. And in testimony time, the, the 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 women with the with the with the white dresses and the white dollies in their hair and the Uh-oh. white stockings come up with the nurse shoes. Oh and they say, it's a time, it's a time. <laughs> and you stand up and you give your testimony to the good Lord, and you and you stay being out uh, of order of the Lord and <laughs> yeah, yeah. who's ahead of my life, pastor, <laughs> first lady he huh. ain't missing everybody and they, they go through the whole thing
0: giving honor to the Lord honor
1: to the Lord and who's <laughs> ahead of my life yeah <laughs> pass on them everybody everybody everybody's everybody's well this one particular Sunday I must have been about 10. I been about ten. I was just starting to play the piano, and in my church, which should tell you a lot. I was the main musician. Hold oh, on. I knew three chords, maybe four. <laughs> I knew three chords, maybe four. It was no musician in the church. There was nobody here to teach me nothing. Wow. Everything I was winging, and my other two cousins were the other musicians.
0: Oh, what a my, band!
1: Right, what a band. So <laughs> the drummer, the drummer's eight. The, the bass player is 10, and I'm 10, and we're, all of us are not good.
0: Oh, man, so, y'all were good. Y'all were great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all of us are not good. And, you know, when you go to a small Pentecostal church, everybody's family. Everybody. You know, you know you got your play cousins, you got your play aunties, yep. you, got, yep. you got your church cousins, you got your church brothers and sisters. Everybody's, everyone's related. Every If, 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 if three families don't come to church, it's nobody. Nobody there. At church. So birds. Right. Nobody at church. So so this one particular Sunday, my boy Sonny's mom was a deaconess and she was leading testimony service. Okay. So let me paint the picture. Uh oh. She's at the she's at the front and um she's um very um Joyville, jo- jo- Joyville, and she's a very happy really? and <laughs> very you know stock lady, and you know, she was heavy Uh-oh. girl, Uh-oh. and um and all the time in my life is, is things I didn't know about her. You know, we would visit each other's homes after church. You know, have the church dinners and all yep. that. And she gets up, and she says, "I just want to praise the Lord." Oh goodness, oh. Oh. and her tuffus. <laughs> And her toughest. Oh, my Lord. Flew out of her mouth. I believe. <laughs> all I can in fly. one. Ah! Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Her toughest flew out of her mouth. <gasps> yes. And all in one motion. She caught it. The Lord. Good Lord. And she caught all her teeth <laughs> right back <laughs> in her mouth. In one swipe. In one, swipe. one, now, one breath. Now, this is the funny part. So, you know, as kids, you cannot laugh at adults. Sure can Can you imagine the look <laughs> on me and my cousin's faces when we saw this lady who we thought had teeth lose her teeth, lose her teeth. put them back in her mouth. Regain her teeth. Re- rega- <laughs> <laughs> Regain her teeth and continue. And wow. we're playing... When I tell you the water that was coming out of my eyes <laughs> she while I'm beat. playing, my cousins is like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm like, we can't look at each other because we know if we start laughing. It's over. Not only is it over, we got whoopings yep. happening. <laughs> Right after church. Slap upside Slap the upside head. Slap upside the head. Anything, anything leg, could happen. Leg pinched. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. your skin, twist your leg. Yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. So there you have it. It's testimony time. Testimony time. <laughs> Sunday school. So let's get into this. At the beginning of COVID, um, which was, you know, we lost a, I mean, I used to look at the news and see, and, and, and count the number of deaths. Yeah. It, and I was just amazed at how many people we lost. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, this has to be up to a million by now, but I remember looking at the numbers every day increasing, especially at the time living in New York City. Yes. Where it was like, where it was just rampant and we were in lockdown. We couldn't go anywhere. Right. I mean, 34th Street. At two o'clock in the afternoon, look like I am legend. Yeah. And just not knowing how to function, jobs were furloughing people. Yes. Um, Like, can you imagine New York City was like 24 hours, no subways, no buses, nothing's happened. It's quiet. Nothing's happening, right? Nothing's happening. And you start to wonder what, what, what's, what's happening with the churches? Yeah. So at the time I was, they started having me work from home at, um, when I worked at B and H and I was selling a lot of equipment to churches trying to keep moving. So when the, when the first wave hit that when the people weren't dying, dying, I had churches calling saying, um, what can we get? Cause we can't, be next to people, but people want to use the microphones. What can we get? And so you kind of come up with all these alternatives. We have. I would have. I would have boom poles with, with 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 shotgun mics. So people who needed to talk on the mic could be away from the. I, yeah. I mean, you were coming up with all kinds of things that didn't exist. Yeah. Covers, microphone covers that were disposable, which didn't exist till mm-hmm. till COVID. Mm-hmm. So all of these things were being developed. All of these things we were all in the middle of this pandemic. Yes. Unheard of. Unreal. And the numbers were increasing, 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 increasing. So what was going on
0: for you in your church around this time? At this time, man, just seeing the hurt in people's eyes and hearing the hurt and dismay and discouragement in their voices, uh, it, changed, it changed a lot. Um, I'm not even sure how we got through those times or how we even made it. With We had to only make it through with Christ on our side. And so people coming, going, uh, my church in particularly spent more time uh, going to where people were actually, uh, instead of trying to wait for them to come, knowing that the pandemic had driven us into isolation, so to speak. And so we spent more time going to where people were masked up, making sure that we, even though we stayed in contact with people. Right. Right. Um, instead of just being isolated like the pandemic was trying to demand us to be. Of course, protocol and stuff, uh, mask and all the other type of appropriate things in place. But as far as uh, building and and organizational structure type of things, uh, the pandemic really proved what aspect your mindset was on when it actually hit. Mm -hmm. was your church more of a organizational driven type church or were you a more dominant soul winning church and a progressive church, or if you want to call it a progressive church or an effective church has to do both. Uh, you know, have to be soul minded and as well organizational minded in order to reach the masses. Um, And so as people started not being able to come, we just had to find other ways to reach them. Uh, And I believe that the pandemic did that for all of us, whether it was ministry or whether it was home life, natural life. It made us have to reset our thinking, our approach towards people. And when I say towards people, I mean ministry, because there is no ministry without people. Right. Right. And if you're not actually ministering to people and for people, then you're not really doing ministry. And so uh, in the beginning, losing people, which is the ministry, uh, we just had to find other ways to to uh, be of service to our community. And of course, yes, organizational wise, losing money because the ministry people Didn't have money, didn't have jobs. Uh, Again, dealing with heartache and pain. And we had to go back to what we call old school ministry, which is just word of mouth. And whatever I have, you have. Whatever's in the cupboard, you have. And that extended to equipment, that extended to finances, that extended to, you know, it was just a uh, a broad spectrum of things that we all had to go back to, okay, the system of it is broken. So now how do we still survive? How does the church still minister? How does the church still? And of course, some of us had to close down actually the building, but the building is not necessarily the church. We are the church. So yes, it's painful to, it was painful to lose those things like the building and people actually coming to the building and all of the, what I call uh, perks of of ministry, because uh, my heart for ministry dictates and and the word of ministry dictates that, hey, we are to go to the world. So we've kind of gotten stuck on coming to a building, coming to an organizational system structure, when God is like, hey, go out into the vineyard, go out into, you know, the world, and 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 compel men to come minister to those people where they are, instead of making them come to where you are. So uh, again, when we found ourselves without a building and low on finances, uh, we would huddle together and we found our source through serving each other. So the more we reached out to people that were in pain, the more we reached out to people um, that were in distress over lost loved ones, um, God in some way returned what it is that we needed in order to uh, keep the church afloat, keep it lifted. And even without a building, we were still able to be like the the church in Acts that didn't have a building, but we still had the power of, of God. We still had the love for for um, our community, for our family, for our loved ones. And so we just kind of stayed stayed in that place until God released us. Pandemically wise and as well in our hearts and spirit after resetting our lives and getting back up and trying, or at least trying to get back up to move forward. So that's that's kind of, you know, where we where we stand now. So in this during the pandemic,
1: what I've noticed is, is one of two things happen.
0: Yeah. Either.
1: The church, a church found another way to communicate to, to their parishioners. Mm mm-hmm. Two, the church kind of didn't understand technology and how to, and how to flow through, t- use technology. Three, or you find a church that was already adapted to technology, live streaming and all that type of stuff. Or you find a church that didn't believe in it.
0: Yeah. Where do you fall? Uh, I fall in the category that... Um we use every uh we use everything we can i believe that everything is a tool for uh effective ministry but it also depends on how you use those tools uh, cuz every tool can become a uh, how do you, uh, how do we say a tool for building or or a device to tear down
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so through prayer through uh through motive, I believe that even though we have all of these tools, our motives and why we use them sometimes can dictate how uh, the outcome of it, right? Rather, it ends up being effective for good or or for bad, right? Because uh, I I believe that's how God operates through our motives. So, social media through uh, so uh, microphones for the old saints that didn't want to use have drums you know. Wow, remember the, that? Yeah, the things that 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 we kind of get hung up on. God created all of these things. Clap your hands, sing. Play with the sound, the loud symbols right. and, you know, so all of these things are in the Bible, but uh how we use them and what we use them for. So I, I stand on motives, right? If your motives are pure and you've consulted God, what we're trying to do is reach as many people as we can. So the more education we have, the more insight we have, and all of that getting, get understanding. get understanding and all of that understanding, get wisdom. Right. So the more information you have, the more resources you have, learn as much as I'm, I'm of the persuasion, learn as much as you can of them and not only get the information, but get the wisdom of it. Right. So you add the wisdom and the education and your motives, for pure ministry to, to bless other people and you, God will bless it. You know what I
1: found interesting is that when you said something about, um, use all the instruments, the symbols and things of that nature. Yes. You know that symbols were an invention. Yes, absolutely. Right. So I heard it. I heard a a pastor online, maybe a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and he was saying, um, that, the drums are 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 um um because the, he considered their hypnotic nature yes. of the drums yes that it's the drums are from the devil
2: mm.
1: and and in, in in inside of all these things there has to be some some level of
0: <laughs> common common sense common yeah. sense in a, in, a, in a sense common in, sense, in common yeah. sense in
1: a sense without without sensationalizing. Things just to make your point.
0: Yeah, being to one extreme right. to cancel out the other. Only. Right.
1: So, to, to 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 my point is, is that you can use technology as a tool. Absolutely. It's a tool, a means to an end. Well, the crazy thing is I found out doing, doing this whole time is that I found so many churches that was p- people that were starting churches just online. Absolutely. I found so many churches that were starting these, these meta churches, not even just a meta church. Yeah. No building, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Some had great motives. Others have, didn't, had didn't, didn't. Mm-hmm. This is where discernment kind of comes in. Absolutely. Um, but now that we're out of this phase of the pandemic, people are coming out. People are going to concerts. People are going to church. People are eating restaurants. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a restaurant. You had to show your You had to show your vaccination yeah, yeah, card to get, card, get in. Yeah. You, could, you couldn't sit down. In a, you couldn't do nothing yeah. without being vaccinated. And all these things. So, as a as a pastor, how did that affect you? As a not just as a a guy, mm-hmm. but as a leader of a flock. Like how did that affect you?
0: In going back. Yeah. Going back, uh, um, again, I like to uh, consider everything, every opportunity. uh, uh, I wouldn't just be on one extreme and say, hey, online ministry is just where it is, and we're only going to do online ministry. Or I'm not to the extreme that, oh, we're just the church building, and that's it, and you have to come to the church building. But if you want to be fully effective, then... You have to consider both and try to do all that you can. And so in going back, I realized that I believed in my heart through prayer, through seeking God and and that type of thing, that there are just as many people that desire online ministry as there are that desire (laughs) touch and feel and atmosphere. Right. But based on who you listen to, you could be persuaded to believe one or the other. Right. It's why as as a pastor, as a man, as a Christian, not even just a pastor, just as a a Christian, the voice of God is is our main vocal point. Right. And so uh when we're focused on God, God is focused on everything, everyone at all times. So in pandemic, in good times, in whatever His main thing is love for everyone. How we go about doing that uh, sometimes can be based on our own individual skill set, anointings and talents and and, and abilities that God has given us. I do recognize that. But at the same time, going back uh, in my heart, I believe online ministry because it extends further than your natural hands can extend. Right. But I also do believe in not forsaking The assembly assembly of of yourself. And I know some take that out of context and just, you have to be at the building, you have to, whatever, whatever. But when you, there's something about atmosphere. We go to football games, we go to concerts, we go experience things that online, we can't get that same feel, that same effectiveness of what is actually happening. And God and the Holy Spirit works through all of these things. So going back, we're determined to reach online and we're determined to say, hey, don't forget that there is there is something to assembling yourself with other Christians, with other people, of with other believers, uh, because at the same time you gain strength sometimes just from seeing a smile and and just like we are. Trifold, body spirit, you know, soul, all of those type of things. we're also affected by the atmosphere outside. Right. and the pandemic, along with it, the enemy outside of us and the enemy within inside of us, tries to isolate us, to think that hey, online is okay. so so you just have to like we we're talking about being just be balanced. It's okay to be online. but when you're online and you're home, and you're in your PJs, but you still feel depressed, you feel, you have to be honest with yourself to know where the line is. Okay. Now I've been watching online ministry for, for quite some time, but I still need a, I need a, I need a hug. <laughs> right. I need to be, I need a pick me up. I need an embrace. I need a good laugh. I need a good, something that you cannot, you, oh yeah, you can laugh online, but when mm-hmm. you're in some, in the presence of someone else, You pick up joy, you pick up. So going back, that's our endeavor is just to still prove and be as effective as we can in both areas. Make our in-person worship, no matter where it may be, in the park, um, in the church building, just in front of the house doing a yard sale or some type of community thing. It's about the love, the embrace. So we're going to do both. And we're going to do them with people in mind, and so that's, that's the direction that we're moving in now. Don't forget someone loves you, right? Someone really does care about you, but when you're isolated, you can sometimes get in your own mindset and forget people do care about you, right? But you're locked up in the house. So neither extreme one or the other embrace both know that you're love and there are people reaching out to you and it can come in any form and fashion,
1: right? You know, you said something about atmosphere and it kinda of brought me back to the first time I went to a, a hockey game. Now, at the time one of my best friends, his girlfriend was um well, she still works in HR, but she works for a much bigger company now, shout out to D. Um, she had got us tickets to a a hockey game, right? Every we like in the booth up in the garden, and I was like, "Oh, we gonna be up in the in the suites, and, you yeah. know And you know, I've watched hockey on TV, seen the fights, and you know everything. Yes, let me tell you, there is nothing like going to see a hockey
0: game. In person. Nothing like it, man. The fights, the It's nothing aggressive.
1: It's nothing like it. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when my wife took me to see, like, I'm a I don't know how this happened to me, Mm -hmm. but my wife is a Cowboys fan. Yes. I'm a Giants fan. Mm -hmm. We're in the same division. We live in the same house. Yes. I don't know how the Lord even did this to me. Had my arch rival be my wife when it comes to football. Wow. There's no, I, and I, I'm i worse than Stephen A. I can't stand the Cowboys. <laughs> I say <said> Stephen A. <laughs> I'm worse I can't stand. They're the worst fans in the world. Wow. My wife is a Cowboys fan. We went to see the Cowboys. And you got another one. Oh gosh, Jesus <laughs> Lord, have mercy!
0: How this even happened? Yeah, since a kid. But go ahead.
1: We went, we went to, we went to Texas, at Dallas to see the game. Yes. There is nothing like going to see a football game. Nothing like it, man. It is nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So the same thing applies to what you said about atmosphere. Absolutely. Because if you're thinking about it, online church is kind of like watching TV because it really is TV production. That's what really, really, really what it is. Yeah. A, a person can get really stuck there and 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 it, we're here to shake the cobwebs off. Yeah. Meaning that like you said, about 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 balance. So let me ask you this question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned during this process? oh man in, in the of, in the concept of you replanting your
0: church mm-hmm. i I um I'm not sure if this applies or not, but as you was talking, let me just say this first and then I'll try to answer the question if this doesn't answer the question what what I learned in a sense is that we i human beings, we tend to love to control things. And sometimes we don't even know when we are controlling something or like to be in control. When you say being home and yes, we had to be home, but when we aren't self aware of our own selves, that maybe it, it might just be that I like being in control of the fact that I can control this atmosphere in the house. And watching online, there's no one to challenge me. There's no one to disagree with me. There's no, so the pandemic shed a whole lot of light on humanity's self-centered controlness, mm-hmm. and we took that self self-centered controlness into the church atmosphere. And so I learned for myself that you're really not in control of anything. And if you are called to be a pastor, a minister, a singer, all the things that the Bible says that he gives gifts to do, some to teach, to pastor, to evangelize, all those kind of things. Those are privileges that God has given us. So through the pandemic, it showed that, hey, this is God's thing. These are God's people. I'm I'm a chosen one of God. And no matter what strategies I might come up with, no matter what plans I might come up with, like the scripture says, God knows the end of those things. And so we have to learn how to lay back and not want to control everything, but just be open to the fact that, again, there's love for you. There's direction for me. Um, Things have not come to destroy me, but they actually have come to shed light on things that I need to let go of to build me up. So even being a pastor, I'm just a human being. I'm, I'm a follower of Christ and he is in control of my life. So be it whatever, letting the church go, rebuilding it, uh, it's all has to be for his glory and being willing to deny my own flesh, my own, uh, uh, what do you say, insecurities, all of those kind of things is to perfect me, to perfect us. So that's one of the, the main things that I learned. You know, all of the other, I call it organizational stuff, just doing all of these big things and all of that kind of stuff. Jesus was just like, God is like, hey, just relax, calm down. I have everything. I've already seen the end from the beginning. I know the plan and the details in between. So whether it's a pandemic, whether it's restarting, whatever it may be, I'm in control of it. And whatever happens in our lives shows when we are in control or when he's in control. Right. And our willingness to or not to. So that's, that's kind of what I learned. So,
1: so what, what, what brought on the decision to
0: start again? Oh man. Uh, I, I probably should have, Relaunched a long, long time ago, but I am one, a person who would rather, in a sense, be late and still be on time than to be early and miss, miss the boat. Right. right? If that makes any sense. And so after the Holy Spirit within me, just pressing me like Jeremiah is burning. (laughs) and, And that's one. The second thing is. That burning is also connected to seeing people hurt, knowing that I have within me what they need. And sometimes you don't need a lightning bolt in the sky. Sometimes you don't need, and this is for people that are, are you know, called to start churches and be apostles and just that, all that stuff goes deeper. You know, just a little deeper, uh, not to disqualify anyone, because all of us are just supposed to go. But for me specifically, uh, I just felt the burden just kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And it was like, what are you waiting for? Uh, you still could have been doing it to a certain level in the pandemic, but God knew with the pandemic in each of us what needed to be reset. Our faith, what needed to be challenged, what needed to be changed. And and so for me, I I went through certain processes of, like everyone else, hard times, but got back up and my faith, all of those things have been shifted forward. Mm. And that momentum, when I talk about atmosphere, the more you stay in the presence of God, the more you do your devotion with him and spend time with him, you can't help but be on the same page with him. So when he moves, we move. So it's that as well. But the burden for people, um, seeing what they've been going through and knowing that I have the talents, the gifts, the love, the compassion, and no one's reaching out to them. And so I'm always a believer that whatever you have a burden for, to a certain degree, that's what you've been called to answer. And... Um, Or, and there's timing with all of that. But I moved forward because it was time to shift forward. Got you. It was time to move past the mindset the pandemic had created this defeated, never gonna change, never gonna whatever, whatever. That's not faith. That's not God. And after going through all of that and working through that process with God and in my particular life, it, it was time to shift forward because there are people waiting and I'm waiting. Blessings, healing, uh, wealth when it comes to being prosperous in your mind, body, soul. All of those things, it's just, you can't, you can't get, get away from it when it's time.
2: Pastors, media directors, media volunteers, freelancers, and tech geeks like me. There is a class for you at the Inspire Media Conference. Visit InspireMediaConference.com to check out the classes. The Inspire Media Conference has workshops, demos, and classes, expo luncheons on both Thursday and Friday, September 8th and September 9th. Thursday sessions, Charlie Helms from the World Streaming Network Live will be showing us how their best-in-class streaming has become a standard in the industry. Visit InspireMediaConference.com to register for the classes, which includes the expo luncheon and exhibit hall. If you want a chance to win free tickets to Thursday or Friday's expo luncheon, Listen to the Church Sound podcast to learn how to win. It. See you in Memphis at the Inspire Media Conference.: InspireMediaConference.com
1: So from the so what are your two because you, what I'm hearing is, like when you first launched the church and now you're relaunching your church, yes. What's different?
0: about you? Uh, everyone would probably say this uh, much stronger, better insight. Uh, and I don't know if most would be honest to like this, but more tenacity uh, to push through difficulty. Each one of us, the, the the promise never changed, the purpose never changed, the direction never changed. But I do believe God allows the bumps he allows the pandemic he allows all of this to show you you so what is different is me um through being able to reset and you know stop the church and and but yet still do ministry on the outside but stop the the building uh those things gave insight the more experiences i had through the pandemic the more time i had with god Uh, and family and friends and loss and successes, all of those things taught me more. And I don't think that one was better than the other in the sense that, oh, we had to close the church down. I don't think that was defeat. I just think that every level requires a certain level of process. And one brick here, one brick there. Next thing you have a wall, one brick there, one brick there. So the thing that is different is that God just added more layers to me, more power, more compassion, more insight, more vision, again, more tenacity, more stability to stand, more revelation on what it is I'm actually supposed to be doing. Because there are some of us that we pick our own destiny. Right. And we don't allow God to direct us, which is what I was saying earlier about being in control. God will show you, okay, you started following me, and then now then you got off track because hey, you you think you can do this on your own, and you can hey you gifted to sing, preach, you, you you can come up with an idea and it blows up. But just because it does all that doesn't mean that God is necessarily in it, right? Because He's all about process and time, but. When he speaks, everything around you says the same thing. So it's hard to, uh, uh, it's hard to, um, it's hard to not agree with the things that happen around you. Because it's it's like, there's no way you can deny that this is God. Right. Right. And then you, if you don't move, then you also feel what, what, what happens when you don't do what God tells you to do, right. that is also undeniable. Right. And so you kind of have no choice. And that's when the scripture says that, uh, you know, we're not our own anymore. We've been bought with a price and uh, I've been redeemed. So whatever he says, whatever he wants, that's what my heart desires.
1: So let's talk about technology in, in the context of how you were looking at technology when you first launched the church and how you're looking at technology now with the, with the relaunch of the church.
0: My my outlook is still, uh, it's the same in the sense that, uh, when I stated earlier, I'm all for every bit of technology or whatever tool I can use to be, um, to be effective in ministering to people. Uh, and, but what is different now is just based on, the new revelations that god has placed in my heart towards how to reach people so when as the vision progresses so should the technology shows so should the means of how you reach to people so when we would uh would use one camera or when we would use uh only one sub or when just certain things like that, we just kind of double down on a lot of different, a lot of things to be more effective. Um, when we would use the board and let everybody touch it. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, uh, or so there's, there's so many different things, but it, it all depends on your vision. Whatever your your vision is, your revelation is that God speaks to you, everything around it. You ought to be doing your best to get as much information, as much knowledge, and as many tools as you can to be as effective as you can. Right. So let's talk about let's talk about team building.
1: Mm -hmm. And is your process the same from building a team when you first started, and in the sense of you're looking for God, you're asking for God for direction to get a certain type of person?
0: Yes. Is that changed? No, that hasn't changed. I've always been the person that would like to. I don't know. I I like I like building things, so I see people in the same way. When there are some people that would only take, uh, you know, I need this specific person to do this specific thing. Yes, that does that does work but you still can't negate someone who may not have all of the skills, but have right. just enough that you can cultivate them. Right. To, to you, you never know what's down in someone. So my whole outlook, just period as a person is you never throw away anything. You always take every, Like uh, the old people used to say, you take the meat and you, for a fish, you take the meat and you spit out the bones. Right. Never to one extreme or the other, for there are certain things that you need, actual qualified people to do but then there's this other group of people that can be groomed that can be motivated that can you know you when you see the gift and that's a part of being a shepherd I feel like when you're a shepherd you you God gives you a vision to be able to see into people like sheep you're able to the rod and the staff they're growing into something and so uh, from that time until now I'm pretty much still the same I, I believe in the same process. Everyone gets a fair dose of love, grace, opportunity to grow. And along the way, then God directs what peace needs to be moved here and moved there. But if you never give people the opportunity to work, right, then you never actually find out what they're actually gifted in. And so some leaders, uh, God, give me this person and this specific thing but you never know. Uh, I, I heard, uh, okay. So Bishop Jakes uh, said this, God gives, um, if I could quote him, uh, Bishop Jakes said, uh, God doesn't make tables. He makes trees. Mm. So we take the trees Dude, That's so deep. and then <laughs> we make them into tables. So God may not, you may need a, a, um, a person to work the camera and they may not know anything about the camera, but, their desire is to learn, they may even want to. So, hey, God just gave you a tree. So, now you mold that tree right into what it's supposed to be, which is what a shepherd is supposed to do through love and embracing that person, guiding them, leading them. So, my outlook is 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 the same pretty much. I'm still looking yes, I'm looking for the qualified and because that's this human nature, we want everything to be perfect. But let me tell you this, God told me this when I started the first time. And when I started and even relaunching now, he still says the same thing to me. Don't worry about being perfect, Corey. Don't worry about program. Be powerful. And that's the bottom line. Be powerful, be effective. It may not be perfect all the time. And you, you can't control everything. So there may not be a set program, a set something. But if you stay with me, abide in me, and let me abide in in you, don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about being such programmed and in control. You worry about being powerful, being effective, and that's atmosphere. Make an impact, and I'll take care of the rest. Let's take a break
1: right here. Did you know That 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now, they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package. With the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice with the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online. And get yourself a task and mix mixcast four, because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Yes, and we are back with Corey Washington, pastor of Shift Forward. Um, I will probably say my last question is, what would be your advice to a new pastor? Mm. <clears throat> a short man, because <laughs> this, this is going forever. Yeah, yeah. Context. Like what would be your, your? your I, would, I would probably say, I would frame it this way. Yeah. What would be the first bit of advice you would give to a young pastor, a new pastor?
0: Um, a new pastor, I would say, number one, never negate your personal time with God. Without your personal relationship, this, this may seem weird to people. You know, they want some kind of five strategy, some type of whatever, whatever. But as a under-shepherd under to God being our head shepherd, as a pastor, your, fr- your first priority is your relationship with God. So, to a new pastor, the only way to survive spiritual warfare, organizational processes, that's bills, everything that you are now responsible for, the people that you're responsible for, uh, your relationship with God, is what keeps you through that, is what grounds you. Everything else... You can go into books and, you know, go to school and do all of that kind of stuff and and find ways to lead. But that being led by the spirit of God, being sons of God, being true to community, to people and actually becoming what what a shepherd is supposed to be. I would say to a new pastor, double down on your relationship with God in your time with him because that in itself uh is is the foundation for how you will get navigate through the process of being a pastor. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs all age, I wanna thank my brother Corey Washington. Yes, sir.
1: For being part of this wonderful episode, um navigating, relaunching the church after COVID, it's just important. There's a lot of people out there that had a lot of questions. I hope this has been a blessing to you, and I hope this would um, him sharing his heart, is pain, him him paying it forward to you, so that you have a a, a relative um, standing point that you can you can build off of. Before we get out of here. We do this thing called 30 Seconds and Gone. Now, 36, uh-oh. all of my new listeners, all of our new listeners, old old listeners know, what we do this thing called 30 Seconds and Gone. It's rapid-fire questions that we give, and uh, I hope you're ready. Oh, uh-oh. I hope you're ready.
0: Let's see. Let's see.
1: 30 Seconds and Gone.
0: What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> Question number one. Number one. Whopper or Big Mac? Oh, Whopper.
0: Number two,
1: Star Wars or Star Trek?
0: Oh, man, I get Star Trek. Star Trek, wow. First yeah, one. Yeah.
1: Number three, who is your favorite preacher?
0: Oh, 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 man. At the moment, still Bishop Noel Jones.
1: Bishop Noel Jones, okay. Okay, so is it pancakes or waffles? Oh man,
0: both. If I could say
1: that. Okay, both. Okay, last question. Top five dinner guests, dead or alive. Top five who? Who will be your top five dinner guests, oh, dead my or Lord. alive? Top. Oh
0: man, that's that's a hard one. Top five dinner guests. Um. This is crazy. My mother. Okay. Number one. Um, top five dinner guests at the moment. I, I don't even know if this makes any sense. Ty Tribbett would be one. Okay. At dinner, everything makes sense. It's your, uh, it's, your, it's, your, it's your dinner. Let's see. Um, for this dinner, particular dinner, uh, Franklin Jensen, Jensen Franklin. Okay. there's some people I want to glean from, and um, that's three. Oh man, my time is going to run out. Uh Holy cow. I don't know, man. And just and just Oh man, this is a hard one. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Uh I don't know why this dinner turned into uh <laughs> like a <laughs> What kind of dinner is this? How many I got? One more. You got one more.
1: Actually, Prince. Prince. All right.
0: Yeah, you made a, me look that's crazy. A, that's a nice
1: table. That's you, a nice table. You made me look eclectic, crazy just now. Very eclectic. <laughs> very eclectic, but a nice
0: table. <laughs> I don't a know. Nice a nice table. I don't know how my mom's going to do at that table, but.
1: <laughs> oh, that should be funny. <laughs> that should be real funny. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Casting Doors of Age, I want to thank my good guests. um... Good friend, Corey Washington, for joining the the show. My pleasure. I hope you guys were able to glean some information for it. There will be tons of information in the show notes. If you want more information, if you want to hit Corey
0: up, where can they reach you at? Oh, man, you can reach me at uh, uh, ShiftForward352 at Gmail. ShiftForward352 at Gmail. And then you can also hit me at, uh, you know, uh, Facebook shift board on Facebook so there
1: you have it hey listen I'm so glad you decided to join make sure you like subscribe and review and I'm gonna say it like I always say it. keep God first in everything you do we we'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast